Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Geeks and One New, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. We're back at it again with a couple of awesome guests on our show today. We have Blake and Matt back. Hello. Howdy. Hey, guys. Uh, and our topic for today is Critical Role, the D&D podcast with Matt Mercer as the DM. Um, but we're also going to talk about uh, Legends of Vox Machina, the animated series. Um, but yeah, we're, we're bringing it way back to the original campaign, campaign one with Vox Machina. Um and you're going to talk about the other two that only I will, yes, to. I'll talk a little bit about those two, but um, probably focus more so on Vox Machina because that's more what you guys know about. <laughs> more what you guys know about. Guys, for once, I get to be the noob. Hey, hey! <laughs> You've seen like six. Yeah, I've only seen. Uh, what? No, no, I'm on. I'm on episode eleven of the podcast, and I am on episode six of season two of Legend of Vox Machina. Okay, which uh, I have watched all of Legends of Vox Vox Machina. I've watched all of Legends of Vox Machina. I've watched all of season two, and and I'm caught up on season three of the podcast. You said you've watched all of all of Vox Machina and Matt. And then you, I'm yeah, I've watched all of Vox Machina. And I've watched the episode. first season twice and then I'm on episode Let me look. You said you were on like 84. Yeah, or I was on like 83, that. so it's like when everything with the Chroma Conclave kind of ends comes to the end. Okay. Yeah. Um I've watched all of campaign one of The Unexpectables. <laughs> it's a pretty good show, you guys. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll get into that some today, too. Uh, <laughs> Probably not. They don't have a whole lot to do with each other. That's <laughs> nah, all good. It's I mean, D&D it's, related, it's, though. It's all D&D, but yes. it's completely different campaign. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, first of all, we'll, we'll cover... Some of the stuff that you know, Blake, with the first season and with what you know of the Legends of Vox Machina. Um, and I'm also not worried about spoilers because I've heard a lot of things, <laughs> so just go for it. Yeah, and this, this stuff those has been you, out for six or seven years now, or almost eight years now. So Yeah, and whoever is worried about... Yeah, and whoever is worried about spoilers so. probably listen to a different episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also don't because we're great. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty awesome. Except for that Matt guy. Eh, still the prettiest one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, Dan, thank you. <laughs> I'm just speaking for myself. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so what do you, what did you guys think of what you've listened to so far of um, Campaign 1 and Legends of Vox Machina? I'm going to let Matt start. I don't... don't Well, no, get yours over with because it'll be the shortest amount. Okay, mine's really short. Um, (laughs) I enjoy it. Um, The the podcast is pretty fun. The only problem I have with it is, like, because it's so early on and they hadn't really hit their rhythm yet, um, they all talk over each other and it makes it really difficult to, like... Like, sometimes uh, Mercer will be talking about something and then everybody's having a conversation in the background. And, like, they're doing stuff in-game, but... 
my brain is trying to listen to what both are doing at the same time because I'm used to sitting in the DM's chair. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, wait, what are they saying? What are they saying? Mercer, shut up. Oh, wait, no, he's the one that's important to listen to. He's the one (laughs) progressing the story along. Like, I need to listen to him. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like an actual, you know, D&D game, just... I don't know what you're talking about. We never talk over each other out of the never, D&D table. Never, ever, ever. Um, but, but I am super impressed with the uh, the voice acting. Now, granted, they're all you know professionals and stuff. But that was one of the things I found really fun was like just like they're, they've all honed their craft. Oh, yeah. And so it really shows when you listen to the, you know, the series. It was like. I don't know. At my tables, like I do all kinds of weird, crazy voices, but then like I hear Mercer doing like his stuff, and I go, "Wow, I need to step it up a little bit." Like, <laughs> geez, my guy, like, <laughs> yeah. same here. <laughs> which which was kind of the same. We're already getting into it. Uh, it was kind of the same in the Unexpectables because like there was this one episode where they go to an opera, uh-huh. and like I didn't know this, but like the the DM for that one had like taken opera classes and stuff, oh, wow. and like all kinds of music stuff. And had written out, like, different pieces of the play. So she was, like, singing. Oh, wow. At, like, the opera that they were watching. And I was like, well, well now you're just showing off. Like, <laughs> I feel like a jack jack wagon over here. <laughs> like, you don't do that for us. Yeah, because I don't he, have the most pleasant voice in the world. <laughs> and you haven't taken opera. That, too. <laughs> would, would you like me to start singing opera at the table? Because... I don't, could, I don't think there, break some glasses. I don't, could, I don't think there help. are any uh, any uh, opera theaters in Icewind Dale. I feel like that would progress the story a little. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> um, but as far as the show goes, uh, I mean, obviously, I love the show. Um, I I do. I didn't get to finish it before this uh, recording because I work construction, and as the job site has gone up. When I go on my lunch breaks, I have no cell reception, mm. and so I sit there and I try to listen or, or I try to watch the uh, the show, and it, it just it just Amazon does not like my my job site. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in the podcast, you uh, you said you're on episode eleven, or I think you said thirteen, or like you're just so, getting something to like that. They're they're currently um, like they've they've charmed the Fomorian, and they have. Clarota, and they're planning to like go make their attack against Kavarn. Right. Okay. Um, but they haven't like gone there yet. They're okay. they're like. Have they found Kima yet? Yeah, they find Kima uh, in the Dwergar city. I know. That's yeah. on like episode three. The whole like beginning of it, I just because it, of Tiberius, to... I was just kind of. Like... <laughs> we won't talk about Tiberius too much, uh, other than to just say. Just he's not a great character. Like he's a good character, but it just the guy playing him just. Yeah, I, I remember getting. I'm gonna like, talk about him. I remember lot. getting really <laughs> irritated very, very early on because like he was he was doing all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, he just spent five sorcery points there. He just spent another two there. He just spent another one there. He spent another four there. He spent another five there, and I'm like, <laughs> how many? I was like, get? how many sorcery points does this guy have? Because I know for a fact that Tasha's wasn't out yet, and they didn't have that. That feat that grants you extra sorcery points. Yeah. And then at one point, Matt even called it out. He, he was like, how many have you spent? And he's like, oh, I have six more left after this one. And I was like, oh, freaking crap. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, no. had, he had that feature where he can spend sorcery points to get more sorcery points. 
Uh, <laughs> no, see, you can you can expend spell slots to get sorcery yeah, points, no, but you don't get to... <laughs> he had that feature where he just lied to the DM right. <laughs> to get as many spell slots and sorcery points or whatever resource he had that he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty annoying. Um but yeah, so so you're right about Okay, so you're at the the point of going to Kavarn. Um which is uh so Cloroda is a um mind flare. I forget uh Cloroda or not Cloroda. Uh Kavarn was like the He's a beholder. Beholder. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Which I'm kind of like, oh, we're we're just kicking off the campaign with a beholder fight. Um, yeah. Well, the thing is, it started in the middle of there. Yeah. but but still, the, I don't remember who it was that said it, but it was one of the like designers um, with Wizards of the Coast that was like, any party, no matter what level they are, should not be able to beat a beholder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're they're <laughs> megalomaniacs and geniuses. Like they think everything revolves around themselves, and so like. They have made contingencies for anything you could possibly do. Yeah. And it's it's literally just the DM's excuse to ad lib and pull stuff out of his butt and just be like, oh, yeah, he's planned for this. Like, yeah, really? We we polymorphed a kitten into a triceratops and bashed through the wall of his lair and like started <laughs> throwing grenades everywhere. And it's like, yeah, he has a plan for that. Yeah. He's basically <laughs> Dr. Strange uh, uh, viewing the 14 million yeah. uh, <laughs> futures that could possibly be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh, and they also have cast Gios on a Fomorian to go have it fight this beholder for them and I'm like all it has to do is look at this Fomorian and it's no longer under Gios because all magic Fomorian? stops yeah I was just say, what, remind me what a Fomorian is so a Fomorian is a big huge cursed giant type oh yeah Oh, if you, I don't you've, that you've gone reason. through my monster manual they're they're like real big they look like they're like covered in like tumors and stuff and like oh, okay. really large eye and like the eyes oh, are small. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They they're big uglies. They're kinda ugly. Yeah. Just yeah. a tad. Yeah. Just reminds me of like the the um giant from like Hercules. The, yeah, it's the Cyclops from yeah, Hercules. The Cyclops from but Hercules. with more eyeballs. And more eyeballs. More eyeballs, less fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. He's big boned, not fat. Just kidding. Yeah, we don't fat. fat shame on this show. He was fat. I am fat. Get over it. <laughs> Have we shamed you for it? Yeah, all the time. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> Matt uh, does. It's true. No he's, shame. He's called me before just to say, hey, Blake, you're fat, and then hung up on me. I was like, thanks? Can't, <laughs> can't confirm that has happened. <laughs> all right, Matt, what, uh, what do you think so far? Okay. So <laughs> he's ready. He's no, like, all right, let's go. Okay. Matt, what uh, do you think so far? Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> the show is amazing. Um, the way that they've translated it from the podcast is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and even though, like, you know, there's so much material in the 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 podcast to go back through, like, they do it perfectly in in the show, and so like. You you may be watching it and you'll be like, oh, this wasn't in it, but like you don't miss it. Yeah. Um, like Tiberius wasn't in it, and we didn't miss him. No, not at all. No. <laughs> I, no. I think I would have liked to have seen him as like a a passerby in the show or something yeah. like that. But other than that, no, I don't I don't miss the character. Um. The 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 character development is like the the coolest thing out of yeah. all of it. Just the way that you can watch how 
how they're growing together as a group and they're growing together as a party. And then Matt Mercer is just there like doing kind of minimal effort. Yeah. And these guys, they, they have such a great friendship and they have such like professional, um, improvisation, yeah, improvisation yeah. and respect for each other that they just like build off of everything and they can create like this wonderful backstory where you're like, I don't even think in a million years I could do that in my campaign. <laughs> like, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> I don't know, man. There there was a campaign that I was running for like a long time. It was a homebrew. And I had all of these like intricate interwoven things that I was going to do. And then people got jobs out of state and had to move and then got jobs that conflicted with the time schedule or got married and had to move and like all this different stuff. And I'm just like, they, they just are all scattered throughout the country now. And I'm like, well... <sighs> All that work is just kind of gone now. Like, I still have it. And, like, I've, uh, in one shots for, for you guys, I've run little bits mm-hmm. for, like, story arcs that were going to happen. But, A, they're nowhere near as impactful. And, B, like, all of the stuff that tied into their backstories is just gone. Yeah. And that's that's why that one where you guys were defending that city and, like, there was that little goblin that showed up and, and was, like, helping you guys out. And he was talking about these other people. And, like, Heather started, like, tearing up. It was, like those were crucial things to that campaign. And she was like, I'm going to cry. I'm like, yeah, but like, you know, your character is not from that campaign anymore. Yeah. So like, yeah. And it's so oh, cool. Well. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool how like D and D in and of itself is so it's family building and character building at the same time. Cause like to, to go off of your point, Matt, like, like watching that, the um character development like just what popped in my head when you when you said that was uh scanlon like his character development through the whole thing like being what a bard is and then what's a bard uh, (laughs) a a sexual deviant (laughs) (laughs) am i allowed to say that (laughs) sure he's a he's a he's a yeah (laughs) philandering idiot and it's about right. Uh, I yeah. get it now. Yeah, I understand. I don't get it. But then like, I thought philanderers were those fish that had their both their eyes on the same side and lay at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> I always thought I was, wasn't trying to do. I thought there. I was just doing my dumb guy voice. <laughs> Wait, are philanderers those like people that donate a lot of money to stuff? See, I thought it was the no. The that's falafels. From, <laughs> I thought it was the fish from from uh from Little Mermaid. Hey, can you stop? The new one gives me nightmares. Yeah, that's true. I, I, haven't, like that. I haven't seen it, and I don't want to. <laughs> no, just the design of Flounder is scary. Yeah. I haven't seen it, um, and I don't want to. Back to D&D. Yeah, d <laughs> So it, it's really awesome, and, like, you can see the development outside of the game, too, because, like, Mercer and Marisha got married. Yeah, yeah in the and, middle of it. Yeah. I don't know which one Marisha is. Marisha's Keyleth. the redhead. She okay. plays Keyleth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and oh yeah, because you just listen. And Talison, yeah, you're like the redhead, and I'm like in the show. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. actually, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Keyleth of the Arashari. Um And Talison married them, which is fine. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Which that's one cool. is that? Percy. Uh, Percy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did you write I, down the full name so you could say it? Oh no, I should have though. Uh, wait. Oh shoot. It's like Percival, per- Percival, Musseldorf, 
Kowalski, Kowalski the third. You can call him yeah, Percy. There's, a, another there's middle more name in there. there. You can call him Percy. Yeah, you no, can call, just him. call him Percy. <laughs> um, the, show, the show is amazing. And I oh, love yeah. I was going to say, on that point, too, uh, that you were saying that... Uh, how they cut stuff out and, yeah. and kind of move stuff around. Yeah. Like they kind of have to. Yeah. They absolutely had to, uh, with like going to the Feywild, the Feywild was in the middle of the, sh- of the animated show. Mm-hmm. And I'm just now getting to it at, at episode 60. Mm. So it's just yeah. like, wow, they really move things around. So you kind of have to, because think about all the shenanigans and chaos that like, happen like sitting down at a D table oh like, yeah so many things. there's there's so much stuff that if you were like if you were going to pitch this story of what happened in your D campaign to somebody you have to cut a lot of just stupid crap out of it yeah because like there's gonna be a whole episode where you're just shopping and and it's just like <laughs> nobody wants to watch that on tv no, like not at all I was like, oh, I need, I need. <laughs> I, I love, I love shopping episodes. But I need more ball bearings, yeah. and I need, I need another fifty feet. Because of you get characters and... like Victor when oh, you have shopping gosh. episodes. You, oh, you haven't like, gotten to Victor, Victor yet. Victor, yet. No, Victor is my favorite NPC on the on the episode or on the uh, podcast. So you say they like they jump a lot, but in reality, they they like fast forward through a few months of the game of like the podcast. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the Chroma Conclave hits, like it follows pretty closely yeah. to to what happens. Like, and it looks like what they're going to do is that each season is going to be another dragon, mm. um, another member, except probably for the last one, because Thordak and Raishan happen within close proximity Thordak of each other. Is, okay. the, is the big yeah, the Thunder King. Okay, so are we are we going to discuss so I I guess he's still alive at the end of of season uh-huh. 2. So what do you guys think they're going to do with the voice actor? I'm assuming because Solomon Riddick very right. recently passed away. Yeah. Matt Mercer will probably take it over, I would guess. You think so? Or they've already recorded it maybe. Uh, I mean I that can't... that would be the hope, but I don't think they would have already recorded up to that point because of if they're doing one dragon per season. Thordak is barely Thordak. in it. Uh, in okay. the podcast, like Thordak's stuff isn't until the end. And even when it is, like, he doesn't talk that much. And so they could probably... Okay, but do you think that he would actually not be... Like, it's it's a cinematic show versus yeah. a, I mean, a, a combat in D&D where... There's not like there's there's too many rules that you're going over that there's not that much chatter that's going they on. They could do like mm. sample recordings. Like they do that nowadays with like movies where they just take like they did with uh Top Gun Maverick where like they took Val Kilmer's voice and mixed it with his son's voice and were able to then like make the lines that he said. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's very possible for them to do that, but at the same time, I think, like, to respect the character, I think they should either recast or just play it like the um, like the podcast where they, they don't have him talk too much. That dude yeah. had such a cool voice. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just to play that character and, like, take it over from, from Matt Mercer from the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, Matt Mercer is a, a phenomenal uh, voice actor. And doing 
all those different voices, but then also like the main bad guy of 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 Thordak is just like, Whew, and then taking that over and taking on that iconic character. Mm-hmm. I think David yeah. Tennant. David Tennant. I'm well, just he, 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 he plays was uh, Brim, uh, the first dragon, Brim, Brimscythe, Maybe. or no. no, I think he played Umbrasil. Umbrasil, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So okay. he does play real. a very good bad guy. You just throw real quick nod to Final Space. Like he made the Lord Commander terrifying. Like <laughs> what? The, he was like the only re- redeemable thing about Jessica Jones. Mm. Was agreed. <laughs> Didn't voice, watch it. His voice is just. I, I watched kiss. all of it, but it was not that great. But yeah. I mean, um, David Tennant just Chef's Kiss. In Purple general. Man. Yeah, he played Purple Man. <laughs> They're doing another season of Good Omens. Okay, now let's Anyways. talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we well, went on a David but, Tennant, but that is an hole. Amazon original, so you know, and, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's also David Tennant. Yeah, which that's what we're talking about today, right? <laughs> <laughs> David Tennant in D and D. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Back to back to Critical Role. Um, where we're, oh, I was gonna say. Before we move on uh, from this, like, kind of to explain a little bit of what's going on is the Chroma Conclave is a group of chromatic four, dragons. There's, there's four, five, five chromatic, chromatic there's dragons. A second D in D and D. Yes, exactly. Which is cool because it was the first campaign, so they definitely should have gone with dragons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so normally chromatic dragons do not. Gel. Like go together. Yeah, like, yeah they, they do don't not work together. Work together at all, and these five did for some strange reason. I haven't gotten to that point yet, so uh, well, I've gotten there. The, if it I'm helps. sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the question I have. So I know that in the default setting for for Dungeons and Dragons, like there's a lore reason why the dragons don't work together mm-hmm. because they used to, and then they were basically cursed with this thing called the Dragon Rage Mythalar, where now randomly they will just go through this this phase in their life where they just kind of they frenzy and they'll just kill anything in sight including other dragons Mm -hmm. and that's why the dominion of dragons over the world broke up because okay well now we can't be near each other we can't other than you know small little bits and pieces for like mating and stuff like that but then we have to separate because like they will turn on their own children. Mm-hmm. They'll turn on their own mate during their dragon rage. And so they, they had to scatter and separate, and that allowed the other races like the giants and the dwarves and the, the early races to take over and resettle the world. So I don't know if Mercer uses that same kind of lore. No, it's no. more like the Montagues and the Capulets, and there's a whole lot. I'm just kidding. It's not like that at all. So they just kind of like have this hierarchy of like the different colors of dragons believe themselves to be superior, or what? Like, I mean, kind of, yeah. And like, that's essentially it. So like, Thordak is. I mean, he's the Cinder King, so he's like the highest of them all. Ancient Red Dragon, Ancient or, Red yeah. Dragon, all of that, and then everybody else kind of falls in line after him, and he has this end goal that he's trying to get. Um, and so he's convinced them into joining him to help him get that and take over. And he's strong enough to actually maintain his rule. Yeah. Okay. Did, did the, the, um, 
what is it called? The, the crystal, the crystal in his, in his chest. chest yeah. Have anything to do with like the power that he had over it? No, or it had to do with crystal like, in his chest. Yeah. It had to do with like what was, <laughs> what was keeping him alive and like. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So that's why he got so big is because mm-hmm. he's he's magically. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So not I mean, only is he ancient, but he's. I mean, dragon over ancient. Ancient. Well, there's there's a stat block for that now in uh, that came out with Fizbins, and that's the Great Worm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they ended up saying that in Let one of the me? last ones. No, not you, Worm. <laughs> uh, one of the last episodes that I watched, they called him a great uh, a great Drake or something yeah. like that. Okay, yeah. Um, so that's probably because I know that that campaign was before. Yeah, Fizzman's came out, but I mean, great worms and and stuff like that existed in older editions. Yeah. So he probably he might have even updated one of those stat blocks. I mean, he's skilled enough to do it. So yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, he he came up with the uh, uh, blood hunter. He came up with the uh, gunslinger. The gunslinger. I've played well, he, both of those. Yeah, <laughs> and I think he came up with the echo knight. Yeah, he did the yes. echo knight too, yeah. so, which I is mean, obviously the best fighter. Like I know that's gonna any any D and D nerds out there are gonna be like no the battle master shut up <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry the the Echo Knight's better yeah I mean the uh yeah the Echo Knight is don't, don't they get that uh puppet shadow puppet thing like yeah they essentially get to create a duplicate of themselves that oh that's right the, that's that, an, yeah but it's an object and not a person so it gets around a ton of stuff right. Yeah, because aren't you playing an Echo Knight? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, but he's, he's not third level yet. Right. But yes, it's considered an object in, like, mm. the rules as written. And so, like, hold person and, like... Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, stuff a ton like of stuff. But it's considered a creature in the sense that it is an allied creature that you can flank with. So, like, you can create your yeah. Echo yeah. just on the other side of your opponent... And give yourself advantage because, hey, I'm flanking. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> but also great. Like, no, it's awesome. It's, it's, like it's, playing it's a, my favorite fighter. Yeah. It's like playing a barbarian rogue that can give themselves advantage by giving the, or by doing reckless. Yeah, the only problem with that is you can only sneak attack if you're using a finesse weapon. Well, yeah. So you'd have to be like a barbarian wielding like scimitars or a rapier, which... Would be inefficient. Then I don't believe you would get the plus two rage bonus. No. Because you oh, have to be right. holding a strength based a, a strength based weapon. weapon to get the, the damage bonus on your rage. So it, it like hmm. there it, it evens there, out a there's bit. There's a there's a build you can make there, but you kinda have to work with it to get there. Like it's yeah. it's it's kind of like a a question of whether or not it's gonna be worth it. Yeah. So speaking of rage what is y'all's favorite characters? Is that a real question? Or? <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure everybody's gonna be like, "Well, it's Grog." So, <laughs> nah. I, okay, I love Grog, but I don't know if he would necessarily be my favorite character. So, things that I've seen, like not even just the character, but the, like the 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 player himself, oh, yeah. just makes me happy because like there's there's been times where like. I've watched clips like people have put together like compilations of him doing this where like he's been like really active and like shining and stuff like that. And then like a scene will get set and Mercer will say something and then he kicks it over to everybody like, what do you want to do? And he like takes a breath, opens his mouth and then kind of looks around and waits for somebody else to speak first. And I'm like, bro, 
I respect the hell out yeah, of that. Like that's, that's professional. That's really right cool there. because he he has an idea and he was the first one to get ready to talk and then he realizes, you know, maybe somebody else has something that they can say and this it might even be better than what I was gonna say. So he just shuts up. Yeah. Well, and something just that like, you've missed. Hey, you go. Something you that you haven't gotten to yet is sometimes like. He switches to like full grog mode and just is like, "Come on, let's go!" Like I wanna, I wanna like hit something. Oh, I wanna no, that, destroy that's it. Happened. Wanna... That happens early, and he's just like, "Guys, shut up! Let's stab this thing." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I I know that side of of the guy Travis Willingham from he's season like the two. Owner. Yeah, he's the CEO. Yeah. Of Critical Role, um, but yeah, he in campaign two, he's very much like that, where he's like. He's very respectful. He's very like, uh, I'm going to let people do their thing. I'm going to have my thing I'm going to do, but I'll let people go first. Mm-hmm. In the first, and he, like, he's one of my favorite characters and, and people in, in a critical role in mm-hmm. campaign two. But in the first one, when he's doing the thing you were saying, Matt, yeah. it was like I was almost getting annoyed by it. it no, like, it's so great. It's, 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 so, cool. it's, it's such a barbarian move. It's cool in the fact that it's it's very character driven. Yeah, but I think there was a little bit of him shining through of it of like I just want to like go hit something and like I don't care but, about. But any the of thing this other is, stuff. like he would do that and like he doesn't roll well. Yeah, <laughs> like he just doesn't, and so I think, I think I was like on episode forty, and like they were like celebrate. It may have been like something else. Don't quote me on forty, but like he was like celebrating because he rolled in at twenty, and they're like, "That's like the first one you've ever gotten," yeah. and like it's amazing. Like it was really then, late, and in then the you game, like yeah. compare it to like Percy. That's who, definitely not <laughs> the first one he's ever gotten because like where where I am. Um, well, or it may have been like a long time since he's gotten one or yeah, something. He, but he like, just, Percy, he just like gave the Fomorian the barrel to take yeah. a sip of his ale, and it drank the whole thing. And he he like oh, sat, the, uh, the headbutt. He sat yeah, and deliberated yeah. what he was gonna do, and then he's like, "I'm gonna run up his arm and headbutt him." And he rolled in that twenty and like <laughs> knocked it out. It was like, "You owe me ale," and I was like, <laughs> "That's that is such a, a perfect time yeah. to like get a crit." <laughs> And then Percy has the golden snitch. Yeah. And he rolls nat 20s like all the time. 20 nat 20s in, in each episode. Yeah. Oh, so it's he's like, warm. Oh. What's that? So he's yeah, warm. Yeah, he, yes. I, mean, I mean, he's really <laughs> good. He's really good until he's not. Like, later on in the campaign. So he's warm. He actually, yeah. he, he actually like, quote unquote, gets betrayed by the golden snitch. And then he gives it to Mercer. And then, like, there's, like, some death attack thing where Mercer uses it against Percy, and then, like, Percy goes down. Mm. Mm. Yep. <laughs> but I think he also was, like, I think he was rolling so many yeah. that he was, like... He's, like, I'm I done with to, this dice. Yeah, I need yeah. to, like, use other it's not dice. Wor- yeah, it's not helping <laughs> the campaign for me to just be this good. Yeah, that, that happened with uh, one of the characters in TFS at the table... Um, he was he was playing a, a merfolk monk that like monks are kind of mid to low tier classes, but every single combat encounter or anything else they got in, he was carrying the whole team because he just kept rolling that to like mm-hmm. the lowest he rolled for like four episodes straight was a, a 17. Wow. <laughs> and he was wow. just like, they were Must like, what is nice. with those dice? And he was like, dude, know, right? these are these are a set of dice that somebody gave 
me like on my wedding day. He's like yeah. my first DM gave me these dice on my wedding day and like he soaks them in holy water. Yeah, yeah. Dan, I'm telling you, <laughs> like, that is what you need to do. And, well, <laughs> but like like that happened. He went on like a streak of just just rolling all above like a 17, and then finally was just like, hey, um, I'm not gonna use these dice anymore because. It's not fun. Like Wake is stealing the spotlight from everyone else, and like I have to, I have to kind of pull back a little bit. So yeah. like he he used a set of dice that like I think a fan sent them, and and they were a lot more you Balanced, know varied. Yeah. <laughs> they they have dice like that in, in so Laura has like which is a million uh, Vex has like a million okay. sets of dice. Like she's always circulating through dice. So me. Yeah, she's no, a, no, she's she's, a dice because goblin. I have I have because one set of like dice per character, and then I just have a bucket of dice. She has like a bucket of d- dice, and she'll roll it like two or three times. And if she rolls like terrible, like she moves on, she's done. Yeah, and at, at the beginning of every episode, she picks they like start, four or she, five. Yeah, she picks a bunch. She rolls them, and then she finds which one's the best, and then that's what she goes with. And then and Travis gets really annoyed with her. Yeah, he's just like, come on, like let's just go. Um, they, I just watched the live. Uh, episode. Oh, where they're the like, first live yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like going through her dice, and he's like, "There are so many dice on this table right now." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just that guy. Like, I have a bucket of dice, but then like I buy a specific set for each character that like somewhat goes with their theme. Yeah. So like. Dax, he's a, a divine soul sorcerer, so I bought these like black dice with like these gold cracks in them, and then uh, worm. But they're all metal. Like yeah, only I, uses metal I, dice. I buy so many. I love metal <laughs> dice. I love them so much. But like worm, I do too, but they're so expensive. Not I always. actually do not, not always. Like you metal can dice. find them cheap, but like worm. I mean, he's a kobold, so I bought, like, Heather had given me this set of dice that are, like, hollow, mm-hmm. and, like, they have these, like, dragons on them and stuff like that, so I was just like, oh, that's perfect, that's great. And so, like, each character has their own dice, yeah. but then I also just have a literal treasure chest that Heather made look like a mimic. Heather's my wife, by the way. Heather mm-hmm. made look like a mimic <laughs> that's just full of dice, just yeah. random dice. That's pretty awesome. It's it's so much fun. I love I this get, hobby. I would I would get I think I would get bored playing like Percy. Like just being good all the time, like it kinda sucks. I enjoy like being terrible, but it's even better when Dan rolls and gets like five dot ones in a row. Because then I get to go through my like different rituals of trying to get good dice, like putting but, them under your pillow. Or the one I sent him the other day was Dan, there is a church within like two miles yes. of your house. <laughs> it's like 0. 0.7 they, miles. They will or ha- yeah, yeah, it's like there's a Catholic church 0. 0.7 miles away. Just take your dice, just awkwardly <laughs> go. Dunk them in the holy water. Dunk them in the holy water and then come to come. Unbroken, we'll unbroken eye contact with the priest. Just <laughs> spoosh, spoosh, and then just spoosh, like spoosh. walk out. <laughs> you have to dunk them three times, yep. you know, because the Trinity. Yep. <laughs> Spin in the name around of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then you have to spin around it seven do times. Better. <laughs> spin around seven times. But but back back on the back on the, the, the topic of like failures and stuff, I think some of the best moments for your character come from critical failures. Oh, and yeah. like like not like Dan when Dan was lying to Friendly the other day mm-hmm. and rolled terribly and <laughs> it turned into an hour and a half of roleplay about yeah, and that was, was awesome. Amazing. And I got to sit there with my mouth shut and do nothing for like an hour and a half. And I was like, 
this is so great, you guys. Like, <laughs> I have stuff prepped, but I don't have to do anything. <laughs> See, I think it comes in both sides, though. Like, when you, uh, when you fail horribly... And when you when you do oh really yeah, well. there's like, got to be like a it's like a yeah. seesaw. It's got to be equal now because if you're just like being terrible the entire game, yeah, like, like Logan, you're gonna hate it. Like Logan, my my character Logan, absolutely horrible. <laughs> yeah, but like like even in that same campaign, Wait, Logan, yeah, yeah Logan, Logan is horrible from the Curse of Strahd. My oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Remy's pretty close to yeah. that, but yeah, not. Remy's a lot more balanced. But but like from that from that same campaign with Logan, like. I, I play in that one. Um, I have a I have a tiefling warlock, and he has rolled like three nat ones in three different bodies of water, trying to swim. Mm. Well, and now you're just terrified. Yeah, as well. and so yeah. because because he's almost drowned so many times, he has this crippling fear of bodies of water. Like they have to cross a river, and it's like knee deep, and he's like, "I'm not going in there. I'm not going to do Which it. Is- like the rest of you can go. <laughs> I'm going to keep walking until I find a way around. I'm not setting foot in the water." Which is hilarious with my Triton character. Yeah. He's just like doing backflips. <laughs> Your in Triton the water. character, and then Heather's character has a cloak of the manta ray, yeah. and then honestly, once. Once he hits fifth level, I'm taking the warlock invocation gift of the deep, which gives him water breathing and a swim speed. But he's not going to get over his fear of water. He's still going to be terrified <laughs> to go into the water. It's it's yeah. it's part of who his character is. And then you get Sorry, the other never side gets of it. The best of. Yeah, he, he has prestidigitation. He can clean himself. And then you get the <laughs> other side of it of of successes, where my character Lelander in one of the very first games. Rolled like three nat twenties when he was drinking on his Constitution savings, and, and made all this a folk hero. He's a, like a good drinker. He was yeah. already a folk hero, just not in that town. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a folk hero, and now he's a a, a drinking connoisseur, so, <laughs> or or with worm, an intelligence of eight, or worm taking the entire tournament by storm. Just because of random nat twenties, like yeah. okay, he's entered the archery. Okay, roll a roll a bow attack. Well, that's a nat twenty. Okay, you you did it. Like and he, <laughs> and you let me pull off like a trick shot, and then it was like okay, next roll nat twenty. Oh my god, I can't believe he rolled another one. Like yeah, all right, and then the third you roll, did Robin Hood very well. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then the the third the third roll for the third shot was like a natural eighteen with a plus nine. Yeah. So like he he he. One archery, and then he kind of eked out a win in the hand to hand, and then one jousting, tiny little, yep, <laughs> no char- modifier strength kobold won a jousting tournament because of a nat twenty. Yeah, my characters are always just like middle of the road. Like, well, maybe you should roll better. I'm fine <laughs> with where I'm yeah, rolling. No, roll, rolling. I am mid, fine mid is good. right where I'm rolling. I don't know. I feel like bronze did really good. I mean, yeah, bronze bronze got stupid rolls. Like yeah. they were so good. Wait, you had a character that didn't start with F? Yeah. Yeah. His so name it was, was Bronze for Muscles. One, one shot. His, his, name, his name was Bronze Muscles. Yeah. <laughs> he, was he was a, a Warforged personal trainer. Yeah, he was a personal trainer and he had like a he had like uh plates in weight, his weight plates, weight plates in, his in his chest. <laughs> and so like he had a his uh, was the weight bar. Yeah, so he would like <laughs> hit somebody with the weight bar and then like he would do damage and he'd be like Oh, you must do twenty percent better, and he would like 
shove the thing into his chest and twist it. Add more and, weight. And add nice. more weight and do more damage. And so, like, I, think, he, I think we gave him like a, so he, cool. he had to go two rounds, but on his third round, we let him add a D4 of damage to yeah. it. <laughs> and so, like, he's like doing that and just it was like, so much fun. It was, That's so and then cool. he had like a. A computer chip in the back, not like a computer chip, but like a, 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 a settings. Yeah, a settings in the back of his head because like my wife hates when I do accents, <laughs> and so <laughs> she's so told like, him you're so not. So you buzz like you're the, no. The, she's no. she's told him you don't get to do accents in my campaign, but Heather was running yeah, this one. So <laughs> so like anytime he got if he got hit from behind. The setting wheel would get knocked, and it would like change to something else. So it was he had like, a Spanish setting. Yeah, he had like so. Yeah, he had a Spanish setting. He had like this like German like angry guy, and then he had like Hans and Franz. Yeah, yeah. Hans and Franz, and then he had like a Richard Simmons one. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it was a That's fun. Great. It was a fun character because I like it was that. That's it was fun. it was bronze muscles, and then I think I was playing a, a chameleon lizard folk druid that was just like really nervous and neurotic. Yeah, and then Rachel was playing a kenku, and and she had lost her voice. Mm-hmm. She couldn't talk because yeah. of like allergy season. <laughs> no, like Rachel couldn't talk. Yeah, and oh, then, so okay. she was playing a kenku. That like couldn't talk just and so she was just like with like hand signals and whispering, which or, is and, and hilarious whisper. because it's a kenku yeah. because kenku can mimic. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just all this like ridiculous. That was a yeah. one shot. That was a one that shot. was like a two shot. Yeah, but it was good. No, that one we actually did in one shot. So you said let's go back to critical role. Yeah, critical role. You yeah, said you said grog. Grog. You say, uh, okay. Who is your favorite? Oh my gosh! You go first. Do you gotta think about I'll go. Yeah, go ahead. I think Scanlan's my favorite. Scanlan, yeah. Um, it's a good choice. He, I mean, Scanlan and Keyleth, but at the same time, like Keyleth doesn't druid the way I want her to druid, mm-hmm. so like it doesn't work for me. But Scanlan is just like the epitome of bard. But you're and, just like, a Sam moon druid snob. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, she. I think she is a moon druid. Yeah, I know, but like, but she, she just so plays like it she does. She does a lot of elemental stuff. Yeah, though, yeah. which is and then a little different than part of her like. character. Yeah, and but but Sam Rigel is just so so amazing as Scanlan, and like he the character development that he has, and just like the the stupid stuff that he does. Yeah, yeah see, I'm not um, far enough to so like to see that. The whole right now he's just a pervert. The <laughs> last like the last like. 10 or 15 episodes he's been trying to get spice because like he wants to do like drugs just like once and it's one of the times that Scanlan rolls a net 20 and like he ends up buying um sued is it sued so he buys suit and he bought like a spice so he bought like this cooking spice and he got totally had because he thought he was buying like he's like walking around town he's going you got spice? Hey, you got spice? <laughs> like, like this like random dude comes up to him on the, on the street and he's like, yeah, I got some spice. We're going to be at this casino and I'll give you the hookup. And like they meet and he buys like 500 gold worth of this like giant <laughs> bag of spice. And he lies to Vex, who's like the biggest miser when it comes with like the group funds. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, I got it for like. Like twenty five gold. Like it wasn't even. It wasn't even that big of a thing. And so, like, obviously, like Laura was there and heard it. And so, like, there's this big long thing about like her being like, "Oh, honey, like I'm so glad you got such a good price yeah. on this." And she's just like guilt tripping him the whole time. And then 
in the last episode I just watched where um Am I spoiling things? Yeah. No, go for yeah, it. So Scanlan dies. Um and yeah, you, you know, know, as you do in as D&D. As you do in yeah. D&D. All and of like, them die at some point. They like bring him back to life and he just like goes around the corner and he's just like <laughs> and just like starts snorting his drugs and then like puts it he at one point gets a pipe from somebody and like like a musical pipe and he stuffs stuffs the drugs that he gets inside of the musical pipe and then like smokes <laughs> but, it, but it's just like herbs no no so he oh, this, was, this, this was, was like the real that. drugs after oh, okay. he got, got it. it i think it was fosaka oh what is it uh uh-huh. fantasy drugs i don't know it, it, so like that was the spice that he got yeah. and then like it's like a a spice that you put on like meats and he's just right. like, I don't know, like, do I, like, shout at my butt? Like, how do I use this stuff? And, like, it's just like, dude, this is, like, really he's ridiculous. Weird, but I love it. Just wait till you get to campaign two when he starts. Well, I think he's already starting to do his, like, ads and stuff like that. In the beginning yes, of the show. those are so, so, for the longest time, I was, I was not watching it. So, like, Dan always told me that. You gotta watch it. It's like they have these ads and it's really funny. And I was just like, I want to power through it. Like I'm trying to get ahead. So I was just like listening to it on Spotify. So they skip everything. Yeah. Um, That's kind of my only option because of when I get to listen. Yeah. To it. Yeah. <laughs> but the ads. I don't are, have a desk job, Matt. It's nice. It's <laughs> real nice. My commute's like a minute and a half from one building to the next. I drive an hour to go do construction. I poop in an AC building. I just don't poop because it's <laughs> it's a porta potty. I take care of my kid at home, so there you go. <laughs> um, Which you so, can probably hear in the background. Uh, all of our kids, yeah, are all, here. all of our so children. Any noises both of mine, that you hear, both of Matt's and Dan's, are all in the next room. So <laughs> you guys might be able to hear the kids and dogs and wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spouses are all here too. Okay, Dan, so who's so your back favorite? To, back to Dan, uh, who's your favorite? Yeah, my I, okay, probably his wife. Yeah. Oh, and Callum. I got it. I got it. Oh, you mean in in D and D in Critical Role? In Critical Role. In Vox Machina. I go back and forth in Vox Machina between Grog and actually Vax. I just I love Vax. Like Vaxeldan. I I do like Vax a lot. Vaxeldan. His Liam O'Brien, I think, is one of the best actors in in the thing because it's amazing. What? They all do. What? No, they don't. All of them die. That's not true. Yes. Well, yeah, they all die. Vax is the only one who dies. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Vex died. Vex did die for a few seconds. Dead, dead. Okay. Like dead, dead. Like not coming yeah. back. Okay. Mm. He kind of does, actually. But Can there's more than one campaign. That's true. <laughs> I've only listened to one, so <laughs> I've um, listened to campaign one of the Unexpectables, <laughs> <laughs> and some of campaign two. <laughs> Go, Dan. Yeah, so, so Vax between Greg and, and Greg. Who is Greg? Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Greg. You guys. I'm Greg. You guys. I'm the bugbear rogue. <laughs> Silly little bugbear. <laughs> Grog just looks at him. I don't rock him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so between Grog 
and Vax. I think <laughs> not Greg. Not Greg. Vax is just so moody. Like the twins he are both better, so though. moody. They are, but well, he's playing a rogue. Who yeah, he's, all black. he's the edge rogues, lord. Of, rogues are edgy. Yeah, <laughs> edgy. <laughs> but yeah, no, he. I I think he just. I think he has some like theater in his background that just. Yeah. He just knows how to drive a point to the emotional. Oh yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Epitome. You can, and it definitely comes through better on the podcast than yeah. on the show, which yeah. is crazy because like you've the got, show you'd feel would yeah, be more and you cinematic. have this like representation yeah. of a person, whereas in the podcast you just have like dude wearing a t shirt. Yeah. yeah, and he's doing it live. He's doing instead it live. of scripted. In, yeah, improvisation. Just he like he. I think he prepares things. To a certain point, like between, like he wants to be like, I want it from here to there, and like I'm gonna find a way to get there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So like, like I'm, when he when he goes and talks to like his, the uh, their father. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh, right in the feels, man. <laughs> but I, I feel like every player does that. Like everybody yeah. should have a point where like, if this situation happens, like I'm going to progress it this way. And whereas, like, with Grog, he doesn't really have to do yeah. that. Well, yeah, because he's, he, he's a big but silly But he does. Guy. When, he, when he fights his uncle, Kevdak, yeah. oh, my gosh, that was amazing. Yeah. That's in the show, not in the podcast. That's the one. That's, it's in both. That's the oh, okay. episode you're about to go to. Okay, yeah, because currently he's... he's uh, Tiny Grog. Noodle Arm Grog. Yeah. Which is amazing. They're they're rowing him down the stream. Yep. <laughs> when when I when I turned it off. <laughs> the uh, the song the uh... yeah. <laughs> Pike Pike was singing some song. Yep. I do really like Pike too. Pike, is but great. but Ashley is gone so often because she yeah. was on that show. Yeah. But it makes spot. it hard to connect with her character. I think if she was there more, like it's also kind of convenient because clerics are broken. Mm. Yeah, they're well, she's so still strong. There. She's still there. They yeah, Mercer but, but, or, but or Mercer, Laura just plays. But but when Mercer does it, because I've only seen Mercer do it, he 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 puts her in a much more backseat role yeah. until somebody else asks, "Hey, Pike, can you do this?" And like there was literally this point that I just got past where like he was having to play as Pike, and somebody was like, "Pike, can you do this?" And he goes. Well, she did not send me what her prepared spell list is, <laughs> so I don't know what she can do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they get better at it because I think at the beginning of the show, like she had just gotten picked up for the like TV show that that the blind spot. I, yeah mm-hmm. blind spot that Ashley was in, and so as it progressed, they did like the video call-ins, which kind of throw it off a little bit because they they end up going out a lot. Yeah, or. Laura just ends up playing for her, and that that really helps. Yeah. Who's your least favorite character? Uh oh. And we're not going to count Tiberius because like say, he's bottom of the barrel. I don't really want to do that because like I I feel like they're all really good characters, yeah. and so like to to rank any of them as least favorite would be like there's something. I don't know. It, it feels kind of crappy because it's well, like it's trinket. Like everybody's <laughs> least favorite should be trinket because he's broken. And no, he's just never there. Uh, no, but when he, he it, fights that ghost bear, I mean, he when he fights the ghost bear, that's really cool. Awesome. But like, <laughs> they were having, using they were using the vanilla Beastmaster when Beastmaster was a terrible having class. having like Trinket there is just like they're like, oh, we went through this tiny tunnel that we had to squeeze through, but we totally forgot we had Trinket. The yeah, whole time. they they forget about Trinket. And so non-stop. thankfully, Mercer was like, well, we're gonna fix this and gives 
Vex the Pokeball the necklace. Pokeball necklace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that's a question I have. The thing that was, and, and I, I was really bothered by this because I know D&D monsters. What did that chick summon out of that amulet? What was that thing? Big oh, monster, one Zara? eyeball. You're like, Zara? Yeah. A lot of tentacles, one eyeball. And I was like, it's possibly a beholderkin of some kind. And then it started doing its weird attacks and like turning people into stone. And I was like, okay, not a beholderkin. I uh, think that was actually made for the Yeah, because I know the show. Okay, so it wasn't it's in the series. It's a Medusa Pusicon. <laughs> so it wasn't in the series. Because no, I know I know Mercer I don't think so. I know Mercer does do a whole lot of homebrew and, no, I don't, and I don't stuff think like so. that. Okay, I don't think it was. because I was watching that and Heather Heather watched it before I did, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I was wondering if you knew what that was," and I was like, "I have no freaking clue what that is." Like, yeah. I I have theories, but I don't have I I don't know. And like the further the fight went on, all of my theories of what it might be just went. I think it was some kind of like demon. Yeah, um, but. I don't know. But the only demon that even somewhat matches like the description of the weird blobby thing with odd tentacles is a Sibriax, and I was like, that is not a Sibriax. <laughs> I mean they I mean, would have TPK'd, I'm sorry. Matt yeah. Mercer does a lot of like just like homebrew stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I know he does. And so I'm assuming that's what it was. Or it could have just literally been something made for the show. Because yeah. it like fit fit well. Yeah, yeah, because in in the um in the podcast You just got past that part. No, I've I've been past that part for a while. Oh, okay. For when she when uh, Vex gets the the uh, the amulet, but amulet? also when that episode is when Vax got the Raven Queen armor. Yeah, the vestige. Yeah, yeah the that vestige. was a while ago. Oh, okay. Because I'm at the point where they're in the Feywild and they just fought the the Ghost Bear. Ghost Bear. Um. Oh, for the for the tree. To fight in the yeah, they're, well, yeah. they they're still on their way to the tree. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, but anyway, we're 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 running low on time, but I want to get to a little bit more of the um the next campaigns of it because I I think that um like if I if I just kind of touch on it a little bit because it, I just second campaign is my favorite so far. You just um, want to hear yourself talk because Blake I and because Blake and I have no. No knowledge of those. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. We, we like hearing Dan talk. Yeah, I, I, I mean, did, you guys listen to my podcast all the time. So yeah, you like must I, listen to I it do have time. something that I want to like, you know, throw to you guys and ask. But go. Okay. Uh, it, it's a good wrap up. Yeah. Present. So the next one is Mighty Nine. Yes, the Mighty Nine, which I am extremely excited for the animated series. Yeah, of. they're doing Amazon's doing another one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're continuing on Box Machina. But then they're doing a new season this coming uh, fall, I think. Do those ever, like, cross over? There are definite crossovers um, in the podcast, yeah. or in the, um, in the show yeah. uh, later on. Um, and they even do it in the third campaign as well. So yeah. it's, like, <gasps> so cool. Um, but, yeah, like, the Mighty Nine, I think, is definitely my, my absolute favorite campaign because the character development of that, even more so than then Vox Machina are just oh, so amazing. Um, but then, like, okay, so going from that to Campaign 3. Which is called Hell's Bells? Bell's Hells, yeah. Bell's Hells, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> in contrast to both other seasons, uh, there are a lot of, like, chaos monkeys in that uh, 
in that. Don't campaign. they have different like, players? Uh, they do bring in some guest yeah. uh, people in in certain episodes. Like uh, right now, they they actually have split the party and they bring on extra. So people. dumb. You're well, it wasn't never split the party. It was not their choice by any it, means. It makes me think of the meme where it's got a D and D party and they're all like crammed into one bathtub yeah. <laughs> and they all look really upset and it says never ever ever split the party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. I love it. Um, but yeah, so like campaign three is is very much like every single character is like, okay, what the heck is this person and why? Why did they choose this? Because you think it's, it's so... like a long running development or like? Oh, it, it definitely yeah. is. Like they're on, they're on episode oh, like thirty something now. Of, oh, that, okay. of that campaign and like it's gotten better yeah and it's definitely very very much like developed characters but the first like 10 to 15 episodes are a little rough to get through just because it's like so chaotic because they're just random characters just kind of thrown into a weird pile of just craziness so as the critical role expert you would say that mighty nine is the one to start with i i honestly think so because but do you need vox machina to catch up on it like are are you ever confused because you didn't hear something before or i think that yes in some ways i i didn't get some of the lore behind it Mm -hmm. because i didn't watch campaign one first um but I'm glad I started on campaign two because it it was a bit more developed production wise yeah. and a bit more easy to follow. I probably would have been bogged down by season one or campaign one. And I think with campaign one, if you just start at episode twenty six and go on from there, like you'll be fine. <laughs> is that because that's when Tiberius is gone? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> you'll get there someday, Blake. <laughs> yeah, I mean the 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 big problem is is so I I listen to podcasts when I'm at work. <laughs> Shh, don't tell. Um, but I'm sure all three of our listeners, your will, boss uh, is going to yeah. listen to this. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure my foreman's going to be listening to Two Geeks One Noob and be like, wait, hang on, what what what's happening? <laughs> if you are listening to this, what's the deal, pickle? <laughs> 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 so what is so what I'm, was not, your, I'm not gonna explain what was your question on, on, on what was your question what was your yeah, go ahead. so so, yeah. so it's it's not really a question it's just more of like a wanted to kind of touch on and discuss because like it it's it's kind of huge the cultural impact that critical role had oh my gosh yeah for D D itself because yeah. like it was it was like the first one that got big yeah. And like all of the not all of, but most of the other D&D podcasts are I mean they're they're all kind of like following in its footsteps and like yes, some of them have gotten, you know, super popular and stuff like that. Like like for example, the the one that I listen to a lot, The Unexpectables, um uh was in the running with Critical Role for like a, a fan's choice of like best live play D D podcast and they actually beat them out in that. Like they they won that award. They which, beat Critical Role? Yeah, which which was surprising. But I mean if you've listened to the campaign it's really good. But the unexpectables and other things like, you know, Adventure Zone and stuff like that would not have really existed oh, absolutely not. without 
what you know what critical, critical role, role and did Deacon Sundry and, and yeah, yeah. Deacon, but and and then there's there's also like the 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 dungeon master has become so like tied up with Matt Mercer mm-hmm. and like and 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 there's it's a double edged sword because it's a great thing because Mercer's done wonderful things for it but then there's also the Mercer effect that he himself has addressed and said man I really hate that this is a thing like the fact that I'm a decent like a good DM is making other people unhappy at their tables because they're like, oh, I thought all DMs were like Matthew Mercer. Yeah. And he's like, I, I really hate that. Like this is his job. Yeah. Like, yeah, like his, I, yeah. I'm, I'm paid to do this. This is, this is my full time gig. Like your DM is a hobbyist. Like yeah. stop expecting a professional when you've got just a fun table, let your table be what it is. Yeah. But that's what I, I really like about it because like I, I personally, I, I love Matt Mercer. I, I think he's a, like I said before, a phenomenal voice actor, a phenomenal DM. But I get to take the inspiration from him, mm-hmm. take the entertainment from him, and then I get to go to a, a, a D&D table and get to be DM'd by Blake here. And like, and then you've started your own campaign. And I've started my own campaign. And like take inspiration from it but also mm-hmm. really really appreciate what we do yeah. and appreciate like the voices and the the the, and the stuff t- that you and the do time like yeah the time like that when rachel when rachel's leading a campaign and, and rachel she'll yeah, be like absolutely. she'll be like matt you can't talk to me right now i'm focusing on this yeah. and it's like <laughs> like okay like she's got wild just like, witch light sprawled out yeah, with a bunch and, of notebooks and she's and like, like matt don't come, sh- matt, don't come in the room don't come in the room i'm trying to do this like you <laughs> yeah. can't say this we <laughs> can't talk about like yeah and, the dedication that blake and rachel and and now you now me but I'm not quite as dedicated yet. Um, You're getting I, there. The The sessions that you've run have been incredibly fun. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. And that's not just because I'm playing my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like just being able to, to enjoy Matt Mercer, but also get to enjoy what we do because like we don't have that production money. We don't have all that, but we still... Yeah, we have still a lot have of fun a lot doing of fun. what we're doing. Yeah. yeah, and we don't have to have. A, I'd love to have all the money that they do from from all that. Yeah, it'd be really fun to to all those battle to, maps, Ugh. or or to stream Ugh. to stream a campaign would be really fun. Yeah. But like, we don't have the focus. <laughs> I think That's, if we were doing it professionally, yeah, I think put I think if we in. if yeah. we were doing a production of it, we would probably be like, all right, guys, like, no, seriously, like, because right now it's like a we're we're coming together and hanging out every Friday yeah. and like playing one of our That's campaigns. Our time, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and so like sure. so like we grab we grab a couple beers and like we sit around and we we drink a little a couple beers and then play D and D and pretend to be wizards and and <laughs> rangers and <laughs> druids and. And stuff like we get to be geeks every Friday. Yeah, like every Friday, so <laughs> people are like, "Hey, you got any fun plans for the weekend?" And like last Friday, they're like, "Hey, you got any?" F-? Or not last Friday, the one before. They're like, "What are your plans for this weekend?" I was like, "Dude, I'm going to go to my buddy's house, and I'm going to pretend to be a kobold, and just <laughs> like anybody walking in from my job site would think we were deranged yeah. because we're just like." <laughs> I told well, I told I like last time we had guys' night, they were like. Matt, what are you doing tonight? I was like, oh, I'm going to turn into a chair and eat somebody's fingers. <laughs> and they, were like, they were like, what? 
Yeah. Yeah. Turn into a chair and eat somebody's fingers. What a part that did you I, not get? I th- I really like the. So I have like the opposite thing of you because like I look at Matthew Mercer, and I mean it's great. But then I look at Marisha and Travis and Sam and and yeah. Liam and all of them because like I never DM. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like my role playing has gotten better since I started listening to it. And I feel like over the last two years, as we've been going through, as I've gone through all of it and done all of that, like I'm getting more comfortable, like acting out who my character is and acting out goals that I've set outside of game for my characters. Like the development that I want and seeing how, Obviously, I'm never going to do, like, a romance because, like, my characters are never that person. Mm-hmm. One, I don't really well, want to play a romance that's, with you. That's not true. <laughs> Me and, like, Cappy and, and Kettlesteam, we're going to be star-crossed lovers forever. Um, <laughs> but at least in that one, you're you're role-playing with your wife. Yeah, so, so like... Uh, you, guys, <laughs> you guys can't tell because this is not video, but I just rolled my eyes to the point where I think I sprained something. Um, <laughs> but... Seeing how Liam and Marisha built this, like, love for each other and, like, seeing how something like that can develop kind of shows that even if you're some schmo off the off the street like me, like, you can build your character into whatever you want it to be. And it really shows, like, you can be somebody else and give you that time where yeah. you can be somebody else. And I think that that moment or that, that hour and a half of role play between... Uh, Lolander and Friendly, I don't think ever would have happened yeah. without Critical Role. Yeah. Because, like, we we put ourselves into that because we watch things that are like, okay, that's how much we can put ourselves into this character. Because mm-hmm. a lot of old For school sure. D&D was just numbers and dice like yeah. there there wasn't a ton of role play in it the the it's like the, the beer and pretzels. Yeah, now, yeah. nowadays nowadays they call it beer and pretzels groups when you just want to get together and do a dungeon crawl and like disarm traps and like focus on the game mechanics instead of okay we're telling like this full-fledged full-fledged story yeah. where each of us is an individual character that is responsible for progressing the tale that's being told yeah and that's what is inspiring me for my for my campaign with uh like not only with critical role but with with your uh dming as well mm-hmm. is like bringing that storyline and bringing that that character development bringing the role play bringing the the emotion the yeah. the not only the character development but the relationships between the characters for real. Like, yeah, with, for sure. That's why I, I'm so I've ready texted, to get back to homebrew. Like, I yeah. love Icewind Dale, but my, my homebrew was so much more fun. Mm-hmm. You could and, always and, pull us out and just throw us into something else. They have portals for that. <laughs> yeah, they did specifically add a spell in Tasha's that was like, hey, you can transport into another plane of existence. And I'm like, <laughs> I might use that. Yeah. Because I, I do like Icewind Dale. I think if we, but, 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 but you like, I can't want to finish it. I want to finish it. Well, yeah, let's at least wait till like we get our bar and like. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get the bar only to then be transported to another dimension where you Maybe don't the bar have one. Is the portal? Yes. Maybe the bar. It's our interdimensional <laughs> ship. We get in the bar and we move in it. Be pretty slick. There is actually a the thing. Threshold crests. Well, we there, put threshold crests in it. Well, there is actually a thing in the end of Icewind Dale that can justify moving you guys into a 
home my homebrew scenario. Can we hurry up and finish? You yeah. guys, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are you guys at like Ten more level, chapters or level something? what five? No. Uh no uh We're six. Are six. you guys up to six? Yeah. Okay, well the campaign goes up to thirteen. Yeah. So like oh well <laughs> if you want to finish, stop stop faffing about and like get on it. <laughs> yeah, like, six. yeah let's six. let's stop worrying about the bar and actually continue the story. I have so much money, I have to put it somewhere. You have so much money. Think about how much money my character that doesn't understand money has. He was given a chest with 6,000 gold. That's a different campaign. He once paid 45 gold for a sandwich. That's a different different campaign. Anyways, this critical role, D&D, this podcast here. Real quick, though. What I am really excited about is the fact that my homebrew... And Blake's homebrew are connected. Yeah, collaboration. He has one hemisphere of the world, and I have the other. So, our ha- our campaigns can intertwine, and Lelander and all them yeah. can go to his side, and <laughs> all that, and it's going to be fun. But anyway. You remember that 10th level one-shot I ran. Are you sure you want to be on my side of the globe right now with, <laughs> with the with the war and stuff that's brewing? When I'm the higher level, of course. Because it'll be fun. <laughs> but anyway. Back to Critical Role. <laughs> I love Critical Role. I am obsessed with it. I have watched... Okay, here here's a little bit of a numbers thing. I have been following and playing D&D for just under two years. I have known you guys for just under two years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it was wow. Uh, July of 2021. At the Whataburger house. At the Whataburger house. <laughs> um, and I have, uh, it was a couple of months later that I started Critical Role. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, though I was you. telling you, you should listen yeah. to The Unexpectables. You're like, I'm going to listen to Critical Role. What do you think about that one? And I was like, I never heard an episode of it. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Campaign 2, 140 episodes. 141 episodes. Wow. Campaign 1. And they're all four hours long. And they're all, yeah, yeah three and a half to four. I mean, yeah. Sometimes even five and a half hours. It's a, it's a full D&D Jeez, session. crazy. Yeah. In the less than two years, I have listened to 141 episodes of Campaign 2, 60 episodes of Campaign 1, and like 30-something episodes of Campaign 3. That's a lot of hours. What you guys can't see, because this is, you know, just audio, is every time Dan starts saying the word critical role, he scratches his teeth and then like messes with his nose like he's addicted to it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Y'all got any more of them dice? <laughs> All that to say, Critical Role is... Yeah, it, it just... I, it's I, really wonderful, great, and super fun. You should listen to it. It's so, so wonderful. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and The Unexpectables. And you know what? I will also say The Unexpectables because I did listen to a few episodes of that. And I do think they're pretty awesome. I don't like the sound quality, but that's about it. You were listening to like the first ones on YouTube, right? Yeah. yeah so once, once, so they they had two story arcs where they were kind of like testing the waters and just doing it on like Twitch and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then once they hit the third arc, they 
like they they got somebody to do like a theme song for them and then yeah. they got like better sound equipment oh. and like got it all like fixed and worked out and stuff like that and then started doing their thing yeah. like and and it, it it jumped in quality mm-hmm. what about offices and bosses we're not talking about hello from the magic tavern this time <laughs> that's going to be its own episode possibly yes <laughs> stupid things we love yeah <laughs> it's pretty awesome um any other thoughts before we end tonight no. or this morning i don't know i i just i just love that like it's it's permeated culture so much that like you you we we found that that homebrew stat block for the dungeon master uh-huh. and the artwork for it was matt mercer, matt mercer yeah. and then <laughs> wearing like, a vest no, no he, was he was wearing, wearing like a wizard robe like, like oh. a hooded robe thing yeah but but then like joe cat did the crap guide to D and like he mentioned at one point like he made some offhanded joke of like yeah if you don't play every character to their exact stereotype matthew mercer's gonna sneak into your room and throw <laughs> pool noodles at you from the corner <laughs> and and like he he's talked about that joke so many times he's like i just i want to be on some sort of like comic-con panel with matt mercer and just have him only there to like throw pool noodles at yeah. me and then be like hey i don't know why but they paid me a lot of money to do this who are you <laughs> and then and then like on his crap guide to to being the dungeon master matt mercer was on the episode and yeah. like voiced himself and like talked joe crap out of like his bad behavior and got him to go back and apologize for being a crappy dm to <laughs> the chaos monkeys as you put it earlier of the whole party like yeah <laughs> it was it was just this neat little thing because he had all these other you know D D podcasters and youtube stars and stuff like that and it started with the unexpectables they were mm. the first party that he introduced there <laughs> and then like they all leave because he snaps and yells at them all for being crazy and not following the plot and blah 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 and then they all start walking away and he's yelling at them like i don't need you anymore i'll have fun without you guys and then turns around and mercer's standing there and he's like hey do you think maybe you overreacted and kind of like tells him the values of like being a DM. He's like, it's not your story. It's theirs. Mm. Like they're the players you're here to facilitate. And like, so what if they get crazy? So what if they don't go on script? So what if they do all these wacky things? Like, are you here to have fun or not? Yeah. Like, doesn't matter what you planned. It matters what's happening. Yeah roll with the punches and it's, and it's, fun. It, it, it was just such a like a heartwarming moment because like not only was it you know kind of touching and sweet but like he actually had mercer there recording these lines and saying this to him and i was like oh my god that's so cool <laughs> is that what you listen to every time before like you have to play a session with me his little pep talk to, to joe crap yeah no oh okay <laughs> uh if if you were ever gonna play frodrick again and i had to dm for frodrick probably nah i won't play this um, again yeah, I mean, Cappy is Frodrick. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> for now, for now. Yeah, but he he was just ridiculous, and I was like, I don't I don't want to deal with this guy anymore. Like, this is such a chaotic character. Like, I I don't know how to work with you, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of my thing. I'm about well, okay, it. But Friendly's a chaos monkey character, and like like he's hard to plan encounters for because druids. Like, you just. You never know. Druids are stupid strong, and so you you have to you have to be able to modify encounters to make it a challenge for the druid without just decimating the rest of the party. Like it's not an easy thing to do, and you have to do it without just saying, "Well, I'm going to target the druid," like because that's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's crappy. Yeah, not cappy, crappy, 
Okay. <laughs> which, by, which by the way, Heather has said, like, no, Dan needs to design his encounters to target me because that's Atreya's character. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, if somebody else is getting hit, she's going to, like, go and grab their attention and be like, no, 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 your sword goes here. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what the thing. Echo Knights do, too, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. They get well, that ability eventually to, like, force somebody to attack them. She's multi-classing yeah. Echo Knight. Yeah. Um, we should wrap up. Yes, we yeah. should. We've been going for a long time, <laughs> but it's been tons of fun. Yes. Thank you very much for, for coming on again. And uh, you know what? I'm just going to say it, that um, if you guys like listening to uh, the three of us um, talk about D&D and, and how much fun we have playing it, um, we may be starting another podcast uh, pretty soon yeah. with the three of us. We're not sure you know, how it's going to work and all, but... Um, Look out for some announcements with that, and I, I think yeah. it'll be a lot of fun. Um, same, same channel, same, you know, all that, but different, different name. Uh, but also, if you guys are uh, enjoying listening to us uh, talk about some geeky stuff, uh, share it with your friends and uh, keep on listening. And we love you guys. And in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> <Okay>, bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>